Ballpark Beef, we are back, and boy, do we have some news for you. Shohei Otani with the biggest contract I've ever seen in my life. But he's not getting paid until next decade. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into some baseball news. We're going to get into some more football action, do some uh, some updated top teams in the league, and uh, we're just going to roll right into it. So, DJ, run that shit right now. Yo, 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 let's go. How we doing, fellas? Guys, I had a great week. I got some amazing news from my baseball team, uh, and we're going to talk all about it. Uh, and, you know, it's just, I, I can't wait to talk about it. So tell me about your weeks, and let's get into this shit, all right? You're a Dodger fan? No, no, no. No, no, no. There's other stuff no. to talk about. There's other no. stuff to talk about. But let's go. Talk about your weeks, and then we can talk. Hey, man, it's good to be back with the boys. You know, another week down in the books. I think we got, what, three weeks left and then we're in a new year? Time's just flying. Time's a flying. Well said. Nick looking like a boogie with the hoodie on. <laughs> he's uh, he's about ready to start dropping some bars in this, in this group right now. And we're rolling, baby. Ballpark beef. We've never been better. This group, the teams that we're fans of, Miami Dolphins and New York Giants, never been better. Life's good. We up. Joey Otani got the bag. Let's just get into it, bro. We're too excited. Right. Let's let's start off with Shohei first, and then we'll go into the stuff I'm excited about. Um, so Shohei Otani signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm sure everyone in the world knows this by now. Uh, he signed a 10-year, $700 million contract. But wait, 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 wait. Let that sink in. $700 million. That's essentially judge judging Cole. People are saying, oh, he might get five. Might, yeah. He might break Mike, Mike Trout's contract. He might get four. Might get like 10 years. He got 70 mil AAV. But it was an overpay. It's an overpay, in my opinion. To pay a DH, DH for 2024, $70 million? How about that one, Pop? I do not know about that one. Uh, he's. He's the greatest baseball player we've seen in our generation, maybe ever. Uh, but to pay him $70 million to be a DH, and then, I, I don't know, do you think he's going to be a starter? This is his second Tommy John already. W what does he turn into, a reliever? Uh, I, to me, man, like, <laughs> I know, well, we're going to talk about that, but everything's deferred. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he's only going to be making, I think it's what, two mil, I think I saw. And then $10 it's million dollars for ten years, and then it's deferred. Break it down. Yeah, we'll break it down. But like, it's just to me, I love Shohei, and I would love him on the Yankees, but it's not worth it. That is way it. too much money for a player that you don't know what's going to happen to his arm in the next five years, rather than ten. Exactly. It's like a you're paying for a glorified DH. It's not like he's a good fielder, right? He I mean. Feel. I don't think he, he does doesn't. He's not going to play the field. He's either going to pitch or he's going to DH. So what you're telling me is you're getting a guy who's going to DH and possibly start be a starting pitcher, possibly for seventy million dollars a year. <laughs> don't sign me up for that. Don't sign me up. For that. The contract and is insane. Doesn't the Tommy mean. John affect his hitting? No. Or no? Like no. If, like if he has the surgery, he can still hit perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean look at Harper. Not right now, but like 
in I don't know. Oh, yeah, five like in months. the future. But yeah. I'm saying if he has the yeah. surgery, say now, I mean now he's gonna miss what a couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So no, he would yeah, miss a little bit. The of first time. two years, they're taking a huge hit. So technically, you know, at, for a full Shohei Otani, he's getting eight years, seven hundred mil. I would say. It's true. That yeah. is just, that is ridiculous in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Eight years. It's actually six hundred and ninety-four million or six hundred and ninety-six million, whatever the math ends up being. But I'm going to break down the contract. So I'm the numbers guy. I feel like I'm uh, I'm best to do this. So okay, Shohei Otani signed ten year, seven hundred million dollar contract. He's getting paid two million over the next ten years. So that's twenty million. That leaves six hundred eighty million dollars deferred. Bro, that's unprecedented money. He's getting paid in twenty. 34 to 2043 68 million dollars per the dodgers don't even have a team then like what what happens to the money at that point like they're going to just be spending it all on otani and then there's also deferred payments i think for somebody else so they're going to be paying like 79 million to i think him and bets or something like that just over the course of a decade where they're in their 50s it's just insane so, but when you consider like the net present value of the the deal, it ends up being around like the mid four hundred million dollar range, because like if you assume interest and all that other stuff, you do some math. But they're paying him so much money when he's not even going to be on the team. I don't understand. I'm annoyed every uh, July first when when the Mets have to pay Bobby Bonilla one point two million. Like it's just like oh, this is like an fu check. Imagine multiplying that by sixty eight and having to pay that for a decade. Bro, they they like in ten years they're they're tied to an extra sixty eight million dollars on. I mean, imagine the salary cap in ten years. Um, well, how much you know the luxury tax threshold will be? Not the salary cap, sorry. Um, but like you you're basically tied seventy million dollars in ten years for one player, for one fucking player, player. and he's gonna be retired. Yeah. He won't even be playing. He's he'll be he'll be gone unless he plays like Ichiro to like 45. But <laughs> that's besides the point. But he'll have a new contract. That's the yeah. thing. On he top of it. from this one. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's crazy. Dude is like it's it's insane. And he has to basically perform as two thirty five million dollar superstars. If you think about it, he has to be Francisco Lindor twice to make that contract worth it. He basically has to be two MVPs in one year. Yeah. Well, an MVP he, is Cy Young. MV, well, an MVP and like a, an all-star. Well, if he, could, if, if he did that, be that'd be worth it. Regardless, because isn't the, isn't the all-star the, um, isn't just fan voting? Yeah, but I mean like separately. No, he's 100% going to be an all-star, but just separately. Like he needs to be an, uh, an MVP candidate and an all-star. Like those two people need to be coming from Shohei Otani. Talk about setting the bar high every year. Woo. Pressure. He gets hurt. You want to talk about that? So now, no, but- with him signing, do you think this is going to be an error of Dodgers winning multiple World Series, or do you think they choke within the last ten years like they did? I mean, they've had—I think they've had better teams. Uh, honestly, like I—I I really think they've like the Dodgers have had such good teams. They—they they, they won 116 games, right? 112 or something like that. What did something they do? Like what did they do? They only World Series they have won in all their years of greatness in the past decade was the COVID year. It has an asterisk next to it. 
They they the they've had four game season. They've had like the greatest of teams for about I would say the last five six years, and nothing to show for it. Nothing. I don't think Shohei Otani pushes that needle. Maybe they get aggressive and get Yamamoto now because they just deferred six hundred eighty million dollars, so they can do that. But it, it's like, dude, like I still don't think this pushes a needle for them. He's a glorified DH this year. That's all he is for you. You know? I mean, at core though, that three in the lineup, yeah, yeah. Tani Betts and Freeman is as scary as any team gets. But I mean, yeah, you're you're sinking a lot of money into this guy, and you know the only reason this works is because he's such an off the field presence, he has mm-hmm. such high endorsements and deals that he can make. So he's yeah, basically extending his career by 20 years. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think the whole thing, too, is like he has the whole, you know, the whole Japanese market where he's going to make that extra money regardless. So he's cool with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's crazy to think, but I still don't think this this does, like, much for the Dodgers, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I think. I just think they're still going to sell when it comes to the postseason. Yeah, I mean, they usually do, right? I mean, I give them 100-plus wins every single regular season, but like Jimmy always says, it's not about how many games you win. It's about what you do when the playoffs come. Yeah, no, he's he's not wrong because it's a crapshoot. Who gets Gotta hot? get to the dance. Yeah, it's, a, it's all about the dance, baby. So let's get into this other big trade. Let's Let's... First of all, let's let's break down the smaller trades that the Yankees made so far, okay? Uh, let me start off by saying we traded for Alex Verdugo, which I like. I don't know um, in terms of, like, how he's going to fit. Because now our offense, our, our alignment in the outfield is, is pretty loaded. We have a lot of outfielders, and that was our issue last year. Because uh, we, we had IKF playing outfield. So now we actually have outfielders. Uh, I like Alex Verdugo. He's a solid hitter. Left-handed bat. Not the greatest defender. Uh, but as long as you can play a corner outfield position, you're fine. You don't uh, got to run far to the wall. No. So you got Alex Verdugo. Uh, we also traded... Um, we made a trade for... So we did a, a roster-moving trade with the Dodgers today. Um, we traded Trey Sweeney for um, Jorbit Vivas and... Victor Gonzalez, um, and then the big one. Y'all ready for this? The Yankees traded for Juan Soto and Trent Grisham, boys. Juan Soto is 25 years old. He is a generational talent, and we have not seen these numbers he has put up since Ted Williams, okay? He is that great of a baseball player. To now put him in front of Aaron Judge... Boys, it's going to be a movie in the Bronx. It's going to be a movie. And Jimmy's making faces up there. Can I say one thing, though? I saw a tweet. Mets fans are so fucking delusional. I saw a tweet. Rent in the Bronx, own in Queens. Like, how delusional are you? You're already thinking he's going to leave. He's going to resign. Mets fans suck. (laughs) What? Like, rent in the Bronx, own in the Queens? Come on. Like... Let me say this, all right? It's a great trade for the Yankees. He is one of the best players in baseball, in my opinion. Top five. Um, and he changes our offense. Just 
on his OPS, his on-base percentage. He doesn't strike out. He's he's a left-handed bat. Like this is what we've been needing, <laughs> literally. Um, yeah, it's a one-year deal. We gave up Drew Thorpe, Michael King, Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, and Kyle Higashioka. Um, four four starting pitchers, um, and then Kyle Higashioka. But the the thing, the one thing I don't like is we gave a lot a lot of starting pitching depth up. Um, the good thing is we have been developing starting pitchers very well. Uh, so I mean we'll see how it works, but our rotation's a little a little thin right now. I mean we have Rodon, we have Cole, um, we'll have Yamamoto by the end of the week. Um, All right, let's let's go back to the other topic before we get okay, on to that. One. Okay, okay. Right, let's talk about Soto. Let's give our reaction. So, okay. Soto, one year rental. Um, that's really all you're guaranteed right now. Like, of yeah, course, I mean, Chris yeah, he's gonna do everything to his can he can to extend him, but he's gonna reach free agency. He just is. Like, you just have to accept that. Also, those four pitchers, but also from the Rule Five draft, you lost like at the two top picks, you lost yeah. two guys again. So you yeah. are very thin at pitching, very very thin. Yeah, that's a tough deal to make, but the Padres wanted what they wanted and they got it. Um, I kind of want to go back to the Otani thing and the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays flight and everything. We want to talk about that conspiracy. Are we conspiracy theorists? Uh, I think it was all bullshit. It was. It was all bullshit. I don't think he was ever actually going to sign with the Blue Jays. I think it was always the Dodgers. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I the Blue Jays was just, were were was I don't even know the right word is was a surprise. Um, but I don't really think he had any interest to go in there. I think it was just you know to get the media going and thinking, hey, look, there's another team in the in the MLB that's not the Yankees or Dodgers that are competing. But I mean, I'm pretty sure he had his eyes set on the Dodgers. Just wanted to hear offers from other teams. Yeah, that contract, I don't see how anybody could even think about offering that or dream that up to to give to a single player. But, okay, off the Otani thing. That that topic's dead. Soto, Nick, what do you think about Soto in the Bronx? I I personally like Juan Soto going there. Um, but the amount of pitchers they gave up, a little too much, yes. But I think this deal is perfect for the Yankees as long as they can re-sign him after this year. I think if he goes to a different team in free agency, I think it was just all a waste unless the Yankees win the World Series this year. Wow. All a waste. What do you think, John? That's a terrible take. I'm sorry. All a waste? You trade for if you, you don't trade win. for a Hall of Fame bound player and for it's all year. a waste? Hold up. Drew Thorpe has had one good year. He hasn't pitched above double A. Michael King was became a starter at the end of last year. He's 28 years old. Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez are, are journeyman starting pitchers. They're bottom of the rotation. And you're saying it's it's not worth it for a one-year rental of Juan Soto? So so you're saying if the Yankees don't That's make what, the World Series... Can I speak ahead. or are you going to keep cutting me off? I want to hear this. If the Yankees don't win the World Series, you're saying it's worth it for him to sign with another team in free agency? No, it's going to suck, obviously, but the trade's worth it. For now, I think if he signs with a different team, the trade was not worth it. That is, my, you, that is my opinion. Would you rather one-year greatness or four starting pitchers in the minor leagues? You never know what they could turn out to be. They could be four, years, four different players of greatness. I told right. you I like him going to the Yankees, 
But if the Yankees cannot afford to assign uh, him in the free agency, then I, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, you can't give Juan Soto anything more than what Aaron Judge got because Aaron Judge is the captain. You think? No, Juan that's Soto's... that's a stupid narrative. That that's, is a that's the way I look no, at it. No, no, bro, that is a so dumb you're willing narrative. Willing to pay Soto forty five fifty million dollars? Yes, he's twenty five. He's twenty five. Judge was thirty when he signed his contract. I just don't see how the Yankees could offer that much. You have to. It's like Soto? it's like it's like when A Rod came and was paid higher than Jeter. It's the same shit. Soto might 20. get fifteen years. That's fine, and the Yankees will give it to him. That's what I'm saying. He might get fifteen years. You you got to understand that Judge is going to be thirty two. Cole is going to be around there. Soto is essentially that next generation. You don't just let that guy walk. I mean, yeah, everyone talks about King Cohen. King Cohen. Oh, my God. This guy's got a bag. Big bags. But what has King Cohen done? I mean, yeah, he signed fucking, um, you know, two Cy Young pitchers for $40 million. He did nothing, okay? I'm sorry, King Cohen. You have no track record yet. You have nothing to show. Fuck King Cohen. I don't care. He went to... All right, we're still on Soto. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll get to the Yamamoto shit after this. But, all right, he's going to resign, Nick. That's the faith I have, okay? I have to have faith. Because, yeah, obviously, I'll be, as a I'll be, fan, you're I'll be upset. Faith. I'll be upset if he leaves. I will. I'll be super frustrated. I don't, I don't care how the pitchers do in San Diego. That's an afterthought. We have Juan Soto now. If Drew Thorpe turns into the next freaking um, Blake Snell, great. Whatever. I, I don't care. We have Juan Soto. I understand. But the whole point what I'm trying to get to is if you do not win, is it was it worth it? Can you can you do me one favor? Let me be happy for one year seeing Juan Soto in front of Aaron Judge. You can when he first has Let, his appearance in Yankee Stadium. But this is a question for the offseason. Can I live in like today's world? Okay. So let me say two let me say two things. So Nick's foresight, if if we had that foresight, we wouldn't make the trade, right? Like obviously you wouldn't ask for a one year of Juan Soto if you felt the value you were giving up wasn't worth it. The point of them acquiring him is to try to woo him in the next year to try to get him to sign. And this is I'm gonna I wanna get you guys' take on this because I just thought of this. What if he signed a fifteen year deal for seven hundred and one million dollars to break the contract record? Would you accept that deal for Juan Soto? $47 million AAV. 47 for Juan Soto? 46.7. I mean, honestly, dude, I would. Honestly. I, uh, Juan Soto's worth that. You can't tell me he's not. You can't. The dude is compared to Ted Williams. Nick, you know who Ted Williams is, right? I didn't even get a chance to answer, and you're coming down my throat. I saw your face. Because I don't have a chance to talk yet. <laughs> Go. Uh, if for him being 25 and it being 15, I would pay that much for him. If it was a 10-year deal, I would not. Because I want him to finish his career if I'm giving him that big of a contract. Yeah, if it's a 10-year deal, he's only getting like 475.5. Nick, Nick uh, values loyalty. A he lot, does. Which is awesome. Respect that. Yeah, I mean, if you're willing to play for my team and, and you want a, that big of a contract, I need you until you're done playing baseball. Mm. I'm not like just going to... I'm not going to have you until you're 35, 36, and now you can go wherever the money is for the last four years. Mm. Tell him. But, dude, 
wouldn't that be a sick contract? Yeah. Just like, how would you like? I feel like that might be low key a nice prediction right there. Boris is gonna try to be money hungry and and ask for that. He's gonna ask for the dozen, thirteen, fourteen year deal. The Mets were gonna give it to Correa. They were gonna sign Correa to a thirteen year deal or something like that. I mean, dude, we gotta we gotta think about it. Soto might be one of the greatest players to ever hit free agency if he does. Besides sure. Otani. Of our sure. of our generation at least, right? Of our generation. Like Mike Trout never hit free agency. He got extended. Um, judge. But, judge no. I mean he, Right, fair. Okay. But like Juan Soto's twenty five. Judge was thirty. No, not the bag, not as far as like the amount either. No, right? yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Definitely not, but I mean, on, yeah. I'm going to tw- tweet that before we post this podcast. Juan Soto, $701 million over 15 years. Would you sign him? I, I would. I think I it's mean, I think it. it's an automatic yes, to be honest. That's a fire prediction. All right, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that after. That, um, look at the deal Bryce Harper got. They basically signed him until he's retiring. No, they want to extend him. Well, yeah, because he wants to finish there. Yeah, exactly. He's not like he's stating that he wants to finish there already. He's not saying... Hey, after these 13 years with how much all these other players are, maybe I can get, you know, uh, uh, 75 million two-year deal or some like, shit like that, you know? Like, he's like, I don't care about the money. I just I want to finish in Philly. Finish what you start. Be loyal. Like loyal players. Mm. I like them. Um, but yeah, let's... Uh, you guys want to touch on the Yamamoto sweepstakes, or is are we still talking Soto? Yeah, I'm probably down for that because the Mets are going to sign him um, within the next two weeks. Yeah, so countdown. Let, let me speak on that. Um, I understand King Cohen's got all this money, and Mets fans are just love this guy. Like they, his his genital area is so far down every Mets fan's throat. It is insane. But guess Nick, Nick, talk to me, baby. What did the Mets do last year in King Cohen's, was it first or second year? They got Verlander and Scherzer, and they lasted four months. Okay, and tell me again, what did they do the first year? What, what do you mean, like with them? With, with, with Mr. King Cohen. What happened the first year? They won 101 games and then lost in a divisional series, right? Correct. So the, the thing all the Mets fans are saying is, don't go to the Yankees. Don't just be a number. You join the Mets, you're a hero. You win something. What the fuck are they going to win with that team? The team's not one pitcher away. Jimmy, I think he's uh, quoting you from last week. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> the team is not one pitcher away. Jimmy, you can't tell me that the Mets are what Yamamoto away from being a competitive team. Ronnie Mauricio just got hurt last night, by the way. Yeah, we know. Competitive team? Yes. You can be competitive. All you have to do is get to the playoffs. We've expressed this many times. The best teams don't necessarily win in their first series in the playoffs. Okay, question. Would you say are not the better Mets... than the Braves. You're not better than the Marlins. The Marlins? I don't think so. They have another year to develop. We... I was thinking we might be competitive with the Phillies, and I think the Phillies are better than the Marlins. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not better than the Phillies. 
All you have to do is compete. We're definitely better than the Marlins. Our core is good. Stop being a capper. Our core is solid. The Marlins beat you guys by nine games last year. So we had geriatric grandpas throwing the baseball in the first half of the season before we traded their asses. I'm just saying I think that was the a Marlins terrible take. Sleeper, no, but, but I think the Mets are in trouble, though. Yeah, well, this is supposed to be a little bit of a retool year, and Yamamoto would not be a 2024 plug-in and make the World Series kind of piece. Yamamoto would be paying his dividends in the second year, in 2025, when we can go a little bit more all-in. We have some dead money coming off after this year. We can, you know, acquire some more free agents. We can develop our younger guys. They'll have two more years to develop. Johnny Mauricio will be 100%, so... I don't know, man. I think uh, I think the young Mets need to play this year. I think the Mets need to retool. I don't think we're one pitcher away. Maybe that was a stupid thing to say. But Yamamoto's coming to Queens because he wants to. He wants to be part of something special. He wants to come to Queens because King Cole went and had tea with him and his parents. Yeah. That's why? Because he went to have he tea and, with him? He and Crumpets. Okay. All right. Let's look at it this way. Right, Nick? You're, you're, um, you're part of... You're Yamamoto, right? You're Yamamoto. We're going to do Yankees versus Mets, okay? All right, so I walk in. I'm the Mets owner. Yamamoto, I have all this money. You can literally be the hero of the Mets. We haven't won anything in 30 years. We may have been relevant for the past few years, but I have all this money, and I'm going to do great things. You're going to be our star, you and Kodai Sanga. You're going to be the elite pair we need. Okay, but we don't know if we're going to be competitive this year. Okay, Pete Alonso may not even resign. Okay, uh, okay, now Yankees meeting. Wait, 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 one sec, one sec before you get to the Yankees meeting. They're waiting to finish their free agent and trade acquisitions before talking to Pete. They're going to talk to Pete before spring training. I guarantee you that there's going to be talks, and we'll see how those talks go. If they're far apart, then there's not going to be a contract. If they align, then there's going to be a contract. It's just going to happen. It's going to happen before for spring training starts. Okay. Proceed. Uh, so, so, <laughs> all right, we're going to the Yankees meeting, right? Um, you have you have Hal Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone, right? Uh, you have Hideki Matsui. You have Masahiro Tanaka. Uh, you have the Yankees lore, the Yankees rings and all this, the New York, you know, the Bronx, not the Queens, the, the Bronx. The um, New York. The Mets offer him offer you more money. Okay? Let's let me put this deal out there. The Mets give you nine years, three twenty-five. Okay? Nine years, three twenty-five. The Yankees offer you nine years three hundred. Which offer are you taking? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, based off the way you analysis both teams, I'm going with the Mets because you literally said nothing about the Yankees. You told me that I would be a star um, on the Mets with one of my good friends. Um, you literally just said with the Yankees, all you have is your manager, your GM, and 27 rings that you haven't won in 15 plus years. Mm. I mean, now, from knowing my perspective, I'm going to New York because I think with me and Cole as the one-two and the lineup that you guys have, the only way that we're losing the World Series this year is if we lose it. Like, we get into our own heads and we stink. I don't think, 
I think with Yacht, like if I'm Yamamoto, I have a mindset of me, Cole, Soto, and Judge. If we're all on the same team, there's not one team in the league beating us. Dodgers. They'll, they'll, they'll lose to the Braves in the first round. But And the Braves. You could also ask yourself, I mean, my question is how close are Yamamoto and Senga? Like good friends, brothers, you know, say, say they're like, say they're like us three, you know, if you get offered 25 million more dollars to the Mets and you get to pitch along Jimmy, you're going to say no and go to the Yankees. If you get to catch me, say we get to go to Queens and you get to catch me. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's flip the script. Nine years, 325 million to go catch great Haas Foss throwing the ball to you on uh on the mounted city field or 300 million to go. Catch a Yankee Stadium where Jorge Posada squatted, where Garrett Cole threw to, but you won't get to play with them. Where are you going? I would be taking my talents to the Bronx. No, you wouldn't. You scumbag. I would. I would. I would. You're such a liar. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. If, if, <laughs> Nick, Nick. I'm a Yankees fan. How would I say no okay, to the so Yankees? Let's, okay, so let's take the Yankees out of this and just put any other team. Obviously, I'm going to pitch with Jimmy. Exactly. But if it's the Yankees, I'm not saying no. All right, so Jimmy, let's flip the script for you. What's up? Uh, same thing. You uh, you go to um, you go to the Bronx and uh, pitch to Jonathan for three twenty five, or you stay in Queens for three hundred. Going to the Bronx, baby. Actually, I'm not gonna cap. I'm not gonna cap. I'm going to the Bronx. Oh come on! It would be a lifetime dream to play a major sport. Major League Sport with your best friend. Yeah, but it's like a lifetime dream to be a Yankee. I mean, for you, not for me. Oh, yeah, for me. <laughs> I mean, it's a lifetime uh, thing for Jimmy to be a Mets, but, I mean, he'd pick you playing with you in the Bronx over that. Oh, like, just thinking about how you guys are set up for a chip right now, too. Like, I mean, yeah, that, that plays into it for me, like, from my perspective. Like, you're set up for the chip. I wouldn't necessarily be able to play for my team, but... No, still playing in New York, still playing in the same city. Um, yeah, I might be capping. I might be going to the Mets actually. Now that I think about it some more, come on, bro. can't even convince you know myself you... that I go to the Yankees. Come on, bro. You know, you know, you would go to the Mets. Oh, I would go to the Yankees. And I, pitch I can't even. With I can't even Jonathan convince pitching. myself. I couldn't even convince myself that I go to the Yankees. I would never. Exactly. Like, come on, bro. See, but I don't so know. It, so Kodai Senga and and Yamamoto aren't. On this type of friendship level, that's, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure they're not far off. I mean, I think they're very much so. Like they very much so respect each other. They high, hold each other to high regard. Like you know, a bunch of mutual mutual gamemanship going on. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see them as being broy. So now the thing with Yamamoto is, do you think it's more of which team he actually wants to go to, or how much more money he's gonna get? I think it, it, it has to do more with what team he wants. I think, yeah, money's a thing, but regardless, he you got to understand, these guys are like legends in Japan, right? So regardless, they're going to get their money from you know Japanese marketing, um, international media. They're going to get that money because they're going to do commercials over there. I think if, like, if he has an offer from a, one team and another team and it's like slightly off, he's going to go with... Like, say... All right, say he wants to play for the Dodgers, but the I'm just saying random teams. The Red Sox are offering him more money. I think he chooses the Dodgers. I, I think these, these Japanese guys are more 
in my opinion, more about what they want to do than money. That's just how I see it. They seem like more loyal guys, um, respect kind of thing. I don't think they're all in it for the money like, you know, a lot of the American guys are. But that's how I see it. Do you guys have different opinions? No, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, Yeah, I think think that's pretty accurate. Spot on. I just don't know. So this is the thing, though. Like, with this respect situation, I don't know if this means that Dodgers are more likely to go after Yamamoto because they do have the money now, right? Like, they signed (laughs) Otani, but it's all deferred. Like, is it more likely to go for them because of the respect thing, or is it less likely now? Like, I don't know. It's scary because Yamamoto is going to command a huge chunk of change. And everyone else is waiting to sign until he signs because he's going to set the market, right? Like, like Snell is not going to sign. Wouldn't it be crazy if he just, like, comes to the States and sucks? (laughs) It would be crazy. (laughs) Wouldn't that be, like, that would just be, like, damn, bro. First arch is three home runs in, like, four innings. Dude, I mean, like, Kodai Senga commanded, what, $75 for five years? Mm -hmm. No. Let's double it because that's what um, Yamamoto's looking like, like nine years yeah. or something like that. So 150 million, and he had like hardly any hype. He was like, oh, yeah. number three starter, but he was good. Like that's a good mm-hmm. thing to like live up past the expectations. Yamamoto's yeah. expectations are through the roof. Yeah, it's like like Yamam- Yamamoto's expectations are like of like a, a current Cy Young signing with a new team, mm-hmm. number one starter, like frontline starter. Yeah. Yeah. It's younger. <laughs> Prime. But yeah, um is is that enough for baseball talk? I think we got a lot of One baseball more talk. I know okay, well, it's just it's tis the season, you know? It, it tis the One season. Your favorite player from Japan, we've not named yet today, shockingly. He oh might yes. be posted. There you go. He he wants to be posted. So Roki Sasaki. I think I said that right. Uh yep. Probably a better pitcher than uh, Yamamoto, and he's 21, uh, asked to be posted. Now, it's very unlikely that he gets posted. It's just how things work in Japan. Um, But if he was to get posted, that would be interesting. That would be very, very interesting. That, like, teams would literally say, fuck Yamamoto. Full honesty, because this kid, Roki, is, is disgusting. More discussing Yamamoto. Uh, teams would say fuck Yamamoto, and <laughs> it would be all Roki Sasaki now. So it, it, it's interesting. I don't see him getting posted. I don't think. I think he he's on a team called the Marine, the Marines or whatever. Um, I don't think they post him. Uh, but that shit would be crazy. <laughs> you would. Uh, he would be on a traditional seven-year contract path where it's like. Four years of team control and then three years of arbitration and that kind yeah. of thing. So he would get significantly less money. What are you shaking your head for, Nick? Uh, the football game. Oh, okay. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, so yeah, it'd be like such l- short money to get Roki Sasaki, 22 years old or something like that. Just incredible upside for a low, low price. Everybody, every single team should be in on him. Not every team is in on Yamamoto for obvious reasons. Like yeah. the Athletics aren't going to spend that money. Pirates aren't going to spend that money. But everyone should spend the three million a year for Roki Sasaki, which is just like anyway. It's probably unlikely because the Marines would miss out on like fifty million plus of kickbacks for him leaving in uh, in a couple years. But all right, let's uh, let's move on. We're a baseball podcast, but we're going to go on to some football topics. Let's do it. What do we got we got some fantasy uh, some fantasy. Postseason implications here. 
You gotta hit up the fantasy corner. You want you guys yeah, want to talk about our, our fantasy football? Yeah, I definitely yeah. need to. Your boy has done it. He has won three in a row to make the playoffs in the Dynasty League. I have beaten the number three team and the last team in the league, which was a gimme win, and then I just barely beat the number four team to make the playoffs as the number six seed. I'm a dangerous team in the playoffs. Look out for me, bro. Some, yeah, uh, I mean, you won You won this on. week, but uh, some of your stars not really performing. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a scary matchup. I'm a scary matchup. I think low-key, that Cortland Sutton trade was fantastic. Puts up 15 a week for me. Making that C.D. Lamb deal, another amazing deal, because Bryce Young looks like... James Cook actually balling out, scoring some fantasy points. I don't care if he gets 10 carries a game. If he scores a tut, I'm happy. Um, yeah, it's looking good, man. I, we'll see. Like, I got I got a tough matchup this week going up against the same team I beat three weeks ago. Um, and then I got one of the powerhouses in the second round of the playoffs. So wish me luck. I believe in you. I told you this morning during in text message. I have all the faith in the world. You make a run. So go get that shit. Go get that bag. Yep, if you want to sum up me and Jonathan's uh, Dynasty League, I finished at the 103 and Jonathan finished at the 104. But I'm also going to have the 105 and the 106. And with the 104 pick in the 2024 rookie draft, I will be selecting. You'll find out when we get closer. (laughs) Drake May elected for the draft. draft. Oh, I was just going to say the rookies. Drake May elected for the draft. Marvin Harrison Jr., Undecided, he may go back. He's gonna. That's come devast- on, you, that's you, devastating. He's gonna go, bro. You don't. He might be the the most surefire prospect out of this draft. Like, if you wanted to say which one of these prospects is gonna be a, a um gonna have the best career, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. It's him. Probably true. It's him. You are one hundred percent. Oh, I ended up with the one oh what is that? Seven? Which which pick do you have? I have Joe's. Joe's finishing Joe finished in fifth. So you have the one oh eight. One oh eight. I'm looking I'm looking quarterback, but I probably won't get one. We'll see. Alright, next topic. Next the lead. redraft is the big uh, change in standings. With me me winning this week, I'm jumping all the way to second place. No. Yes. Javi's going to lose. You're going to lose. I'm going to win, and I have more points than Javi. Damn. So I will be getting a bye after this week. That's shocking to me. Jimmy will finish in uh, third. And Jonathan, you're going to make the playoffs, right? Yes, sir. Jonathan will be in six. So we are looking at a Jimmy Jonathan week one fantasy redraft no, playoff it's, matchup. It's me and you, fool. We talked no, about this not. last night. I just realized I'm going to the two. I have a bye. Listen Go to on. when I speak. So I have to play Jimmy without JJ? Dubs. No, Listen that's not the matchup. Speak. Yes, it is. It's not. That's the current. That's the current thing that the standings haven't updated from the wins. I, I understand I'm that. Down. I'm doing math in my head. I'm gonna be nine and five. Oh, Javi's gonna be nine and five. Oh no! Sorry, you're gonna play Javi. Well, I'm playing Javi. 
You're gonna play Javi and Jimmy's gonna I play love, Masked Man. I love that matchup. Because oh, no. Jimmy's gonna Jimmy's gonna be nine, uh, eight and six. So it's gonna be Jonathan versus Javi. Winner plays me. Jimmy versus Masked Man. Winner plays the guy in first. Juan Juan's got a good team. He does. That's the one scary team, honestly. Saints put up 24, and then Evan Ingram put up 32 on me. No chance. Oh, man. <clears throat> Figures. Got some uh, spicy yep. fantasy weeks coming up. Exciting. For uh, for having the least fantasy knowledge or uh, for being trash-talked the most, whichever pick your poison, I made the playoffs in both leagues with the same 8-5 and five record. Or 8-6 record. So you both could hold my... And I'm going to win at least one of these leagues. Let me tell you that. I sure hope you do. I hope sure. you win the re uh, the dynasty. Me too. Yeah. What a story. What a Cinderella story. That'd be winning out. It'd be six in a row. Yeah, it would. Just got to sure. make six it to the row, ball. And now you're chilling for the next six years. You just got to make it to the ball because you know I could dance. It's All fire. Right. Get that guy it's off fire. the mic now. Get him off the mic. Who had him the mic? Get him off the fire. Uh, all right. Updates on the football games tonight? No, let's go into power rankings. Power rankings. All right. Are we got we... a lot of teams. We got a lot of teams at eight and five or eight and six, whatever it is. Our week, it's seven and six, but our week. Seven, six, thank you. What, what week are we in right now? This is week 14. 14. 14. Our week 15 power rankings. Wow. It's going to be three more of these coming up, huh? Mm. I'm about to shock all of you with my uh, with all my right. power rankings. At number five, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I put the Ravens at five because they didn't they didn't play too convincing against the the Rams. Uh, I I I don't know. They just they could have lost that game, and I don't think the Rams are that good of a team. Um, so I got the Ravens at five. My number five team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm, he did it to him. I get that they are and were the number one seed all year. Their performance against the 49ers and the Cowboys puts them in number five on my chart. Nick, the second week in a row, our <laughs> top five has started to align again. <laughs> Philadelphia Schmeagles. Are at number five. They are so mid right now. They're playing um, powerhouse teams and looking like step stepchildren and beat down. Um, they're just not. They're just not it right now. And you got to put them where they belong. And I think they belong at five. All right. At four, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, as the guys just talked about, uh, they look like a very beatable team. It's not like they're losing games by close, you know, one score um games, they're they're getting blown out. Uh so I have the Eagles at four. My number four team, assuming the games go tonight how they are supposed to, the Ravens are going to be my number four. Um Lamar is still playing as an MVP candidate and a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how good Baltimore's defense is, but they have been slacking the last three games. You know, they're putting pressure on Lamar to Put up 30, 35 plus points just to sneak out a game. Um, so that def with that defense struggling, I put them at four. 
I got the Dolphins at four. Um, I've had them outside my top five for a while, but I need to give them the respect they deserve. That offense is potent. They play good at home. They've been struggling away, but that's a uh, that's a fantastic football team. They're going to probably take care of business tonight, improve to 10-3. and three. Um, But they're the number four team. I think there's three teams better. All right. Uh, my number three team is the Dolphins. Um, as long as they take care of business tonight, um, it's a rough one so far, I'll tell you that. Um, but I got the Dolphins at three. Yeah, like I said, tonight's game's permitting. Um, Dolphins win. I have them at three. I mean, they just have the best offense in the league. Their defense is starting to go. I think their biggest problem going into these next few games is their players got to stay healthy. True that. I got Baltimore number three. Um, they're on a little three-game win streak here, 10 and three, first in the north. Um, got to run away with that division, no problem. Um, Ravens are a good football team. Mars playing well. They're my number three team. All right, number two, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas looks like the team they should be. Dak is playing at an MVP level. Um, the defense is complementing Dak and the offense. The offense looks unstoppable. And uh, I have the Cowboys at two. Number one, we should all know who the number one team is. Um, it's the 49ers. And uh, it's the 49ers by a lot. Uh, there's no tier one A, B. It's tier one and then there's a drop off. The 49ers have the best all around defense, best all around defense. And uh, those boys can bang. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Cowboys 2, uh, 49ers 1. Uh, I like the Cowboys, what they're doing this year. You know, every Dak's playing well. If, Ty- if Tyreek Hill wasn't having the year that he's having, CeeDee Lamb would 100% be the best wide receiver in the league this year. Um, I-, I don't know if a lot of people are seeing what he's doing because of what Tyreek's doing, but, I mean, I'm seeing it. And uh, like you said, the 49ers are the best all-around team. You know, they're, they're a team that, you know, when they're healthy, there's not one team in the league, I think, that compares to them. Um, whenever they had their full lineup, they're 10-0. It's true. Um, period. Um, what's the order again? We got Dallas, then Niners, right? I'm, I'm agreeing completely with you guys. Uh, Dallas is... So the Niners are the most balanced team, I find. So 5-1 and one at home, 5-2 and two away, 4-0 in their conference in their division they are taking care of business both sides of the field both sides of the ball um and both home and away dallas is a juggernaut at home so if they get any type of home field advantage watch out because they play different on the grass in in dallas um, but on the road they're human they're three and three so until i see them improve their away record a little bit more play a little bit better away from from uh at&t at&t stadium right i think that is yeah you're yep. wrong um they're the number two team, but yeah, the, the Niners are, are really good. A pretty MVP candidate. I'm very excited to see the next four weeks for the Cowboys because with how good they have been playing, they're playing up against three potential playoff teams going into the playoffs. They have the Bills at the Bills, at the Dolphins, and home against the Lions. Wow. Yeah. Those are some good clubs. It's you know it's crazy the Eagles have a very uh, easy schedule down the the road, um, so that should be interesting in terms of uh, you know NFC placement and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it's gonna suck seeing the Eagles win because they're most likely going to win. Uh, only way that they lose is if the Cowboys went out and they lose one game uh, in the next four, 
And it's going to make the Cowboys work even harder when it comes to the postseason. You know, they're not going to get easy matchups. Yeah, I mean, all I can say is football is about to get exciting. Getting to the end of the year. Baseball, the hot stove is finally getting hot. I think uh, the hottest of moves have been made so far. One more domino to fall would be Yamamoto. Uh, and then I, you know, it's just going to be the Bellingers, the Snells, the, you know, all the other players that are, no one really is going to talk about as much as, you know, Yamamoto, Soto, and Otani. Um, but we appreciate y'all checking us out every, every week. Uh, we will always be back next week. And uh, just thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, make sure to follow us on every social media platform. And uh, have a wonderful Wednesday evening. Ballpark Beef, signing out.